History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am on Friday Eve, babies. Oh, thank you indeed. We are rolling into Friday on tonight's show. You know what I was telling my man here earlier? I'm just war slap out. It has just been such a week. Um, but here I am. As soon as as soon as we go live, I get a little little kick of energy because I get to share this time with you guys out there. The best people on the planet. I love you guys so much. Uh, feel free to give us a shout here tonight. 80... I almost forgot the phone number here. 888-344-1170. That's oh, eight. oh my. my indeedy. I'm telling y'all. And I'm on my second cup of coffee. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> it's like it, it's like my mind is willing, but my body isn't at this point because that's how tired I am. So anyway, glad to glad to have you guys with me tonight. My man Dave Olhoff is going to be here at the bottom half of the show. Wait, y'all, y'all think you knew what was in this $3.5 trillion spending bill? Wait till you get a load of some truth. And it's just going to make the pain that you felt when you heard about Mitch McConnell today giving a lifeline to the Democrats and working out a bipart rescuing Joe Biden and the Democrats. It's going to make you even angrier. And we've got to we and we've got to to continue to put the pressure on the Republican Party as well as the Democrats, because right now the poll numbers for Biden, if you even believe the polls are at 38 percent, there was absolutely no reason for the Republican Party to do anything but sit back. I mean, how many times is the, have the Republican Party used an excuse for not doing something as, well, we're just not going to do anything because uh, to solve a problem because we're going to let the Democrats fall on their sword, right? That, you know, when you, when your opponent is uh, falling apart, you just step back and let it happen, right? Well, that's what the Republican Party's been telling us for years. So then why didn't they do that here? The one time when that argument might have made sense. They decide to jump in and rescue the Democrats. So we're going to talk to Dave Elhoff about that a little bit later on the show. We've got breaking news uh, confirming, you know, I, and it's not breaking news when we're confirming something that we already knew, right? Whether it's uh, new information that's coming out, supposedly new information about this Facebook whistleblower. We got updates on that or whether it's uh, the Project Veritas videos confirming what we already knew initially and were told that we were crackpots that about fetal cells in, in the in these uh, shots. We, we've got uh, bre- breaking non-news because it's confirming what we already knew. So, so much to get into tonight. 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. And I don't see any of that from the Republicans. Like you said, Andrea, all they had to do was sit back and watch the Democrats self-destruct, but we had to swoop in and save the day or ruin the day. Right. Yeah, so we're going to get into more about the economic stuff and uh, Mitch McConnell uh, rescuing his buddy Joe Biden um, you know, I know that there we'll talk about that a little bit later with with El Hoff. I, 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 when I was wrapping last night's show, I was talking about um, rewind to I think it was Monday 
when we first heard about this Facebook. Yeah, it was Monday because this Facebook whistleblower had gone on 60 Minutes. I said, not so fast. I said, this is a hoax. This is about uh, pushing out some Democrat narrative. I think it's going to be ultimately about how they can show that we've got to have more censorship because of the January 6th. Um, you know, quote, insurrection. Her testimony ended up not being much about that. Um, but clearly, and I, I was going to wrap last night's show with some more information about her that just proves that I was absolutely correct in my assessment. It's never what the Democrats always say that it's about, right? Um, she is, who is this woman before I get into some of the details about um, what her testimony is going to be used to do? She is um, a far left activist who remembers. I don't know if you remember skins that there was there was some um, woke app that came out that had to do um, with the option to filter searches to um, specific skin tones because there was this whole controversy a while back months ago um, that um, so much of uh, of um, like apps that had to do with. Uh, new hairstyles or thing, you know, images and apps that had to do somehow or involved skin tones. Here came the woke crowd, right? Saying that there needed to be more options reflecting a, a greater variety of skin tones. She was the woman behind that. Okay. So she's a, she's a wokest, right? In 2015, uh, she came out against Google, who's a past employer. Right. She said that they weren't inclusive enough of women. I didn't realize the way I'd been worn down by being a woman in tech. The last team I was on at Google, it had a transsexual engineering director. And as a result, we had more transsexual women than cis women on our team, which also says something about sad about the number of women in tech. I don't I don't even get her point there. I mean, you got more trans people on your team as a result of this transfer. So this, this is, this is a woman who complains just to complain, right? She's a chronic complainer. She's an activist. This is what they do. They go into workplaces and they, uh, they spend all day, every day, instead of doing the job they hire to do, they're out, they're out there looking to find something that they can use to tear down the organization in order to continue to push wokeness, right? Continue to push the far. This is the cultural Marxist movement in action, right? Um, one of the things that she was um, where she donated most of, of her, one of the most frequent recipients of her donations was the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, who is uh, the Senate's subcommittee. Uh, who's in charge of that? Who's who's who chairs on the Senate, um, the subcommittee on consumer protection, product safety and data security? Uh, Richard Blumenthal. Um, she had also been that organization, a consumer, there was a consumer protection organization that she was also involved in. So you do see what's going on here. This is no different than Andrew. This is Vinman, right? This is Vinman and his buddy, Eric Cimarelli spying on Trump, uh, using the NSA, uh, to try to trump up some way to bring down the, the president of, of the United States. This is what's going on here. This is not a true whistleblower. She needs to not be called the whistleblower. This is a plant. She's an activist and she's using being planted there at Facebook in order to, um, go against Facebook for more greater government controls. Who are her attorneys? Her, um, oh, and by the way, in January of 2020, she had a 40,000, see, such a typical liberal. She owed $44,000 in federal taxes. And somehow that, that was paid off in May, in late May. 
not long before she started cooking. I want to see who paid that off, right? Her attorneys are the same attorneys for the whistleblower for the impeachment case. I think if you find out who paid that off, that would show everything. Right. So um, her attorneys are the same attorneys as what we all knew who who the whistleblower was, Eric Cimarelli. Um, He, Eric Cimarelli was protected. Um, He was, his, uh, he was also, um, I think I said on Monday that what you're going to find out is this is very much like the Ukrainian whistleblower case. I said that on Monday because there's a lot of similarities here. This is, she's a whistleblower like Vinman was supposedly the whistleblower. And really what they were is people tied to all the, the biggest, most important Democrat machines. Eric Cimarelli, who was the actual whistleblower for that, not Vinman, was, at, was, is now Joe Biden's top security advisor for Ukraine. So Eric Cimarelli had a vested interest in getting Trump impeached, right? So she's clearly got a vested interest here because um, she's uh, has been working on 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 behalf of who else? Um, she the public relations firm that's working with her is run by Obama's former aide Bill Burton. Um, that company is called Bryson Gillette. And who used to work for Bryson Gillette? Jen Psaki. So what does this mean? This means that just like Andrew Vindman and Eric Cimarelli and their whistleblower, uh, supposed whistleblower complaint about Ukraine had ties back to Joe Biden in order to cover up the corruption of Joe Biden. This woman has ties directly to the Biden administration through her organizations, through those representing her, through her public relations firm, through the uh, through her attorneys, through her donations. This has to do with the Biden administration, right? That's what this is about. We find out today that now she's going to be, uh, she's going to be meeting with the January 6th committee. On top of it, so again, so ultimately what is this about? This is about a plant trumping up a hoax, pretending to come up, be coming out on behalf of, of America in regards to children, right? Most of her testimony had to do with same old tired rhetoric of the left. Their, uh, Facebook is putting profits over people, uh, body image issues with children. So the solution here is that we've got to have government control what's going on in Facebook, Right. The timing of this could not be more suspicious because um, this is coming at the same time in which the Biden administration and Attorney General Merrick Garland are going after parents because the parents are pushing back against these school boards for the critical race theory, as well as the pornographic sex edge being taught in schools. And I know and I'm trying to take an overly complicated a uh, story that's got tentacles everywhere, but this is what the Democrats do. This is tied to January 6th. It's tied to Merrick Garland, who's going after parents because the parents have been pushing it back against school boards, right? And 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 what is this? And what do those two have anything to do with each other? It's about parental control, and ultimately, it's about control of the American citizens. It's about persecuting and prosecuting anybody who has opposing viewpoint while maintaining the ability to seize control over the minds and indoctrination of children in this country. 
Speaking of Merrick Garland, there's reports today that one of the reasons why Merrick Garland it was it has decided to go after parents pushing back against CRT is that his daughter is married to the dude that created the curriculum for critical race theory. And we've got conservatives out there that are actually saying, you know what, I think this is a good idea for for Congress to get involved because we've got kids being hurt by Facebook and Instagram because they're looking at these these images and feeling, you know, uh, feeling bad about themselves with these images. Well, let me tell you, we had in the 80s and 90s, I'm old enough to remember in the 80s and 90s when we had an epidemic of bulimia and anorexia because that's when we had the Cindy Crawfords and Linda Evangelista back in the 80s and 90s. That's when we had the supermodels, right? hit the scene right and every young girl wanted to look like cindy crawford right we didn't ban cosmopolitan magazine we didn't have government step in and and tell parents whether or not they're allowed to to have their daughter read cosmo or teen teen vogue right so instagram is and so um uh, now uh but instagram is bad Instagram is bad for kids, but a critical race theory that teaches children to hate themselves and others for their skin color is good. Sex education curriculums that are pornographic and show images of adult men having sex with with minors, that's okay. Ultimately, this is about what it's always about with with, with the left. And and I'm just waiting for her her to, to to get to the point of her how she's being used in order to, to and this story's being used in order to um, tamp down the evils of disinformation over over the vaccines. Today we found out with Facebook that they have denied Australians to be putting any news stories on any of their Facebook accounts, and we know that Australia is the area that has the greatest amount of tyranny going on right now against its citizens. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. If anybody has an idea of like a fun topic that Skins and I can giggle over, it sure would be it would be so nice if we had that. Most appreciated. Yeah, because you know what? I hate the fact that I'm about to report on how uh, tyrannical we've gotten in this country that um, we literally right now um, have reports of hospitals denying um organ transplants for those that have not been vaccinated there's a story coming out this colorado woman she had stage five renal failure her kidneys are going right she's she needs a a kidney transplant she's got a friend of hers willing to do it she's told a month ago i think it was in august that she didn't have to be vaccinated um with the covid shot in order to get the transplant now they're telling her She's got to be jabbed. Both her and the person who's donating the kidney. Unbelievable. Unbelievable is absolutely right. 
Now, um, there the hospital's um, defense of this is saying that it's it's often common for transplant recipients to to have to take a vaccination because you want to make make sure that um, your body doesn't reject it. So, it, yeah, it would make sense to get a hepatitis B vaccination, but because you know that has to do with organs, right? Hepatitis C. And again, this a is not a typical B. vaccine anyway. No, it's not. But uh, this is blatantly about punishing. Patience. We don't do this to to Americans, right? Um, I personally know somebody who got a liver transplant. Uh, who first of all, before he got the liver transplant, he actually needed the liver transplant because he destroyed his liver by drinking too much. Right? Did this person? Did the, did this person stop drinking? No, this person continued to drink before, during, and after getting the, getting the liver transplant. They didn't ask this person whether or not there was there was no conditions placed upon this man getting a liver transplant. The only reason why this condition is being placed on these people right now is because of tyranny. And what's going to happen, Andrea, when people need to go out and go in and get regular cancer checks? Oh, I'm sorry, you want a cancer check? You need to get vaccinated. Well, that's that's exactly what this is. This is complete medical tyranny. Our hospitals are not supposed to be deciding who's worthy of treatment or not. We don't. It, it, what are some of the most contagious, deadliest diseases you can catch? Tuberculosis, right? Um, Ebola. Um. Um. Those are two uh, pretty, typhoid, pretty big ones. Typhoid fever. Uh, there, there, there are some that are far deadlier than this. If you actually look at the CDC website and you see the death rates, um, I, I, I need to post this on Facebook. COVID is below other viruses in terms of a mortality rate in the United States. There's no justification for denying somebody who's probably got, who could be, it was a stage five renal failure. You're going to deny this person. Treatment. You're going to deny this person the the uh, the life saving measures over something that has with the most vulnerable population a ninety nine point four percent recovery rate. And the the gal who was going to donate the kidney um, has a, relig- a, a religious exemption to it. Um, now the hospital says that for transplant patients who contract COVID nineteen, the mortality rate ranges from about twenty percent to more than thirty uh, percent. Are they that must be including vaccinated people? Because see, here is the problem they've got for me with any of this, right? There is not just they, they like to use this term breakthrough case, right? Breakthrough that that implies that oh, it's rare, right? Is that people people getting the jab? Um, there is a breakthrough case, meaning that's rare. No, that is not rare for people to get these jabs to come down sick. We t- we talk now. It's happening over and it's, over again. It, well, it's like the DOD. The document that uh, Thomas Renz found from the DOD um, showed that at least seventy to eighty percent of those in the hospital in the hospitals right now had. Uh, at, at 70% had both shots and 80% had at least one of the shots. Which goes back to, you know, the Democrats being the opposite of what they say. Oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Nope, it's the opposite. Yeah, it is. But the point is, when, you, when you're when you starting at a 99.4% recovery rate... What do you need it for anyway? And, and, and if, if it, the whole point was that w- they, they pushed this out under an emergency use act, they should have never pushed out any vaccine on the uh, on the American people. They shouldn't have rushed it. I don't I don't like Operation Warp Speed. I, I hated said that at the from time, the beginning. I didn't like it. It, it. it You know, this is not what we do. You're going to push out chemicals to be injected into people quickly. That aren't safe. That aren't, they're not, they're not safe and they're not effective. If you want 
to take it, by all means, take it. But it should not be forced on anybody. And it certainly shouldn't be forced on a sick patient who's in stage five renal cancer, who's clearly got a compromised immune system. What's happening in our medical systems today is not medicine. I reported last night, I think it was about it, the AMA going to doctors to to instruct them on pushing out propaganda. Here's another little story I didn't have a chance to... There's just so much constantly going around. Semi-related to what we were just talking about? Well, um, there was another whistleblower. There was another Project Veritas video that came out where an FDA official was um, caught on um, video uh, saying that why couldn't they go around door-to-door? And 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 force the jabs on uh, the American people. This person said at one point um, that what's wrong with treating millions of unvaccinated Americans as if they were Jews in, in Germany, right? Wow. Well, yeah, because um, he says go to. It, there's no reason if we can go door to door to do the census. There's no reason we can't go door to door. Go to the unvaccinated and blow the COVID vaccine into them. Blow dart it into them. Census goes door to door. Uh, and if you don't, it goes door to door if you don't respond. So if you don't re- return your census, they go to door, he says. So we have the infrastructure to do forced vaccinations. It'll cost a ton of money. But I think at that point, I think there needs to be a registry of people who aren't vaccinated, although that's sounding very Germany. He went on to say Nazi Germany. I mean, think about it like the Jewish star. He went on to say he also said at one point in this and this is an FDA official. Um, that um, it was especially that we needed to, to blow dart it into people, especially true with minority and poor Americans. He said that black people need to be hit with the blow darts containing the vaccine. This was an FDA official. That's yeah. some sick, twisted stuff. Yeah. He said he told uh, the Project Veritas inter, uh, Insider, all the wealthy white people are getting vaccinated because they're educated. This is this is what you, the government thinks of you, by the way. Think, and think of that blow dart analogy. Isn't that so appropriate? Because aren't they treating us like we're just animals? Oh, 100%. Just like we're just animals that should, you know, be uh, be injected at will. Um, they want to stamp us, you know, like the, the thing that they put on cow's ears. And you know, and I wouldn't be surprised, Andrea, if the FDA has even had conversations with uh, people in government to say, hey, how can we make this work? In terms of forcing the vaccination? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we've got reports. More Project uh, Veritas. No wonder they, you know, they've they've had to, you know, uh, uh, prosecute uh, Project Veritas. The only person I, I think wasn't David Delighton. He was when when he went around to Planned Parenthood and recorded videos. I'm not sure if it was under Project Veritas or not. Um, but Pro- Planned Parenthood was busted on on video for talking about what they charge for for baby parts, right? Uh, for late term abortions, which is illegal, yet the yet none of them were ever prosecuted. Just the guy recorded on the video. So one of the things that we also heard about these shots early on, and I know you guys may be getting sick of the Andrea K show being the COVID hour, but let me tell you, this is the hill we need to die on. Because if if they can, it, 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 we've now gotten way past Obamacare having death panels. We now have hospitals. We have medical tyranny going on. They are the death panels. They are the death panels. The U.S. government is. They've now taken control of our medical systems and our doctors. 
you're being denied. Sick people are being denied treatment. And healthy people are being forced to be injected with something that they don't want. And one of the things that was uh, talked about early on when there was questions about, well, there's this, there's like four different vaccines. One of them reportedly had fetal cells that had been made. Was that the Johnson & Johnson? I'm not sure. No, it it was actually, uh, I don't know if it was J&J, but we know that Pfizer was one of the ones that was suspected uh, to have involved fetal parts. So a pro- we've got a whistleblower from, from Pfizer on record on camera with Project Veritas um, who's got an email that shows that um, uh, somebody named Gelman from Pfizer um, in the email is, is, talks about a, the need to be secretive about these fetal cells being in um, these shots. He says, we've been trying as much as possible to not mention the fetal cell lines. One or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. Um, the emails went on to describe, you know, why we, they needed to keep it from, from the public. Um, from the, from the perspective of corporate affairs, we want to avoid having the information on fetal cells floating out there. The risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit we could see, particularly with general members of the public who may take this information and use it in ways we, na- we may not want out there. We have not received any questions from policymakers or media on this issue in the last few weeks, so we want to avoid raising it if possible. So nobody's bothered to ask us about it. No policymakers. Fauci, none of the rest of them have bothered to ask whether or not children, aborted fetuses are being used and injecting people. Nobody's bothered to ask. So, you know, let's not let's not have anybody know what's out there. We have informed consent being removed from us. When you see uh, drug ads, they list all the side effects, right? It's called informed consent. You're supposed to have an opportunity to know what the risks are before you take it. And have an opportunity to say no. I think it would be a whole different ball game if it were the same thing with these vaccines, Andrea. And one of the things that concerns me that continues to stick in my craw is every time I hear some so-called conservative saying, um, pushing for freedom and yet going, now I'm not anti-vax. I had it myself. I don't need to know whether or not you've been jabbed. That doesn't matter. I don't need to know. It's none of my business. And every time you say that, you're pushing. You're supporting the mandate. Why do you feel like you have to you have to provide a disclaimer? Why do you feel like you have to to be excused? And I hate to say it, Andrea, but that's exactly the reason Trump got booed when he went up. I forget where he was at. And he's like, yeah, you know what? These vaxxers are great. Pro freedom. But these vaxxers are great. Yeah, exactly what he's doing. He's pushing it out there. You know what? This is not this is not an area of success for you, Trump. You allowed by by pushing this this Operation Warp Speed. You allowed therapeutics. You backed off therapeutics that were known to be working. Stop talking about them. That he took himself. That he took himself. Stop talking about them. And then began to brag about Operation Warp Speed and brag about Operation Warp Speed. So you're, you, you, and continue, you continue to brag not about your victory, something. Dude. It's not a victory. It's not a victory that, that injections are being forced on the American people and attempted to be forced across the board, regardless of age regardless of susceptibility of catching it, regardless of risks of death. There's far greater risk on the average American with these shots than with COVID. Far greater. 
That's not that's not anything to brag about. We're gonna and and uh, in um. I know that there's uh, reports out tonight that it's, it's poll numbers looking really good for him for 2024. But unless he starts speaking out against it, these the medical tyranny going on, um, I, I'm not. Oh, well, hey, I, remember I, the journalists, uh, they're in that uh, they're in the budget. So, right. yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of what's in something, wait till you guys find out some of the items uh, in this uh, three and a half point five three point five trillion dollar spending spree and who gets to take advantage of it. Hint, it's not most of you out there. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I tell you what perks me up and gets me in a good mood. My buddy Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, calling in the show, and I'm glad to have him with me tonight on this Friday Eve. Hello, my dear. Hey, AK Dynamite. How are you? Well, I was, I was, I'm war slap out today. I was tired and dragging tail earlier, but I got a boost of energy like I always do when I get to come live to my people. Um, uh, and, and at least I get to have a chuckle with you when I look at some of the items included in this, uh, three and a half trillion dollar spending spree. Um, before we get into some of these details, I want to get your thoughts on, um, the fact that the Democrats didn't even have Joe Manchin on board with this, um, didn't have Kirsten Sinema and raising the debt ceiling. Uh, this was looking like it was going to be, uh, uh, just the final nail in the coffin as we get into into Halloween on the Biden administration. And then lo and behold, here comes Mitch McConnell swooping in like Lone Ranger on a horse saying, hey, Democrats, I got I got I got I got a rescue for you. How about we I'll give you an extension. I'll go along with a plan to extend the debt to raise the debt ceiling and extend it for two months. Your thoughts. My thoughts are this, Andrea, is that the Republicans have no backbone. They have the ability to stop this, and they need to stop it. Because who are they damaging? Our kids and our grandchildren. That's who they're damaging. But they don't care because they want to try. Let's look at it. This bill is all about trying to keep the Democrats in power, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because they are giving out handouts where handouts are not needed. And America was built upon people having freedom to do what they need to do on their own to take care of themselves. And it comes down to this big government Democrat program is all set up to make a bigger government, will take care of you. What is that? It's communism. It's socialism. Yeah, and the Republican Party endorsed it with this move today. They should have said, "Look, you, you, they've the Democrats. You have the you have control of both the Senate and the House. You want to push this crap through? You wanna you wanna mess with the with the debt ceiling and mess with with what we owe? Uh, you know, and and put us at risk. You're, this is on you. This is on you." 
and we're and we're not going we're not going to participate in this. But no, the Republican Party, we have a, we have a one party system. We've got a few handful of people like Andy Biggs, Congressman Biggs today said, no, I'm not buying these results in Arizona um, because, the, you know, even uh, Republicans have said after they did the audit. Uh, the election audit in Arizona, which confirmed that at least 50,000 votes for Joe Biden were illegitimate and his margin of victory was 10,000 votes. Um, the the in, insanity of the one party rule uh, basically said, well, this confirms that Joe Biden won. Excuse me. No, it does not confirm. But the Repu- right. I mean, this is insanity we got going on here. But the Republican Party is in on the game. And they want to continue. They're much happier to be the minority party where they can reach across the. We just got to be bipartisan. We can't be the party of no. We've got to reach across the aisle with the communist. Right. And show that we're the good guys because really well, they're they're in on it. Well, every time they ask us to move to the center, they move further to the left. Right. Exactly. And let me tell and, you, the Republic, we, we owe upwards of 30, we're what, 30, close to $30 trillion in debt right now. And you know what? The Republican Party has been in on it. When we had both houses of Congress, when we had the House and the Senate and Trump in the White House, did they balance the budget? No, they came to Trump and presented to him in, sp- in the spring of 2017 an omnibus big spending package that is just about as bad as what's going on here today. And they're totally it's completely shameful. Let's get into some of the details of what's going on. Um, uh, for, this is according to Betty McCoy um, from New York Post. She actually read because I guarantee you she's probably the only one anywhere in the country that's actually read every page of what's in this thing. Um, first time home buyers. First of all, before we get into this little nugget, Elhoff, let's remind everybody about when we had an economic collapse in 2008 and 2009. It was in large part. Uh, the housing bubble crashing because we had both parties. We had George W. Bush and the Democrats that had pushed under the guise of we've got to have more minority people owning homes when they couldn't afford it, right? We had these bad loans going yeah. on, right? Now, here's greater push to have minorities uh, owning homes. And here's the way that they want to do it here. First-time home buyers, listen to this, Skins. First-time home buyers can get up to $20,000 for down payments, but they don't even have to move into the house. They just get a check for $20,000. for And, and um, this is, of course, um, you've got to be of a certain skin color. This is only for minorities. You, They never have to move into the house. They never have to. It's basically free money. And all this is going to do, as Betsy points out, and you can tell me if you think she's right, that what this will do is it will not only um, burn the taxpayers who can't afford to buy homes by writing checks to people that shouldn't be giving uh, or being given money here, it's going to push up home prices. Totally, because it, what they want to do is get as many people as possible to vote Democrat. Right. Be keeping control as long as possible. This is not what the American dream is about. It is not about handouts. It is not about getting a free home or $20,000 to purchase a free home. It's America is about you go to work. You work hard and you develop your own American dream because you are successful, not because the government is taking care of you. Where in the world where the government is taking care of people has that worked ever? It hasn't. Nowhere. Nowhere. And and the the what was so brilliant about the uh, our founders and this great experiment here 
was that it was on the basis of not just individual liberty, but economic liberty to where the government was limit was supposed to be limited with a free market system to where the government's primary responsibility was red light, green lights and protecting our borders and national security. Right. Um, And that was one of the reasons why we were able as a country to have such innovation technologically. That's why we were the country of innovation of the light bulb and flight and this and the automobile and this and that and why we became the most prosperous country in the history of the world where we've been able to provide the greatest amount of humanitarian aid and military aid. And it's why people were able to uh, lift up from poor poverty into middle class, even into wealth in this country, because one of the things the free market market system did with limited government was it kept prices low. So all they're going to do, and, and this is just some basics of economics, there's no such thing as a free lunch. This is going to end up raising the prices everywhere. It's why we have inflation going up and up and up and up and up. And all it's going to end up doing is keeping is is going to continue to um, redistrib- in, instead of redistrib- redistributing, I'm, I'm so tired tonight. Redistribu- redistributing wealth, Andrew. Redistributing wealth, it's going to be redistributing poverty across the board. It, totally. And here's the deal. You know, it, the other part about this is first generation down payment assistance is what that called home efficiency rebates, where you can get tax credits. Only if you use union members to install the (laughs) – the and listen, why do they need to have credits if it was economically sensible to turn everything to green type of energy? They don't because it doesn't work. Right. Right. If you want to. Yeah. I mean, if you've you've got some low energy area, you know, there are maybe you've got an older home in the south that has some old, you know, antiquated 1970s air conditioning system and there's new low energy systems out there. Well, that's your that's your problem to solve taxpayer homeowner. If you know, you know, pull some equity out of your house or go get a second job if you want to lower your energy cost every month by putting in some newfangled system. Uh, but so now we're going to be giving tax credits for people to do it. It's it's just it's a money laundering scheme for the unions is what this is with that totally the, the unions are involved in this why is that because the unions support the democratic party and they want to keep them in place and people you need to understand being a member of the union isn't the answer to everything they take a huge amount of capital out of your income in order to operate yeah yeah. I mean, unions are nothing but little communist systems, right? I mean, you know, everybody gets paid the same. Nobody's incentivized, you know, to perform at a greater rate. Um, you know, um, then they take money from the union workers to fund political campaigns and to keep themselves in power. Um, there's a direct care workforce. The bill allows $1.48 billion to labor unions and community organizations to recruit and train workers to care for elderly or disabled in the home. Um, there's also preferential, um, uh, what, oh, there's, there's also more in there for pre-K programs, free college to a universal pre-K, free community college, uh, three and a half trillion dollars ain't free. Is it all off? Oh, totally. It is not free folks. 
someone's got to pay for it eventually. They're trying to destroy this country. Let me tell you something. The Democrats can't seem to tell the truth about the legislation. They don't want anyone to know what's in there. They want to pass it. It's like Pelosi said with the health care bill under Obama. We need to pass it in order for you to see what's in it. And how'd that work out? Right. Well, listen, Elhoff, stick around. We got to take a, a, our final break of the show. Elhoff's going to stick with us. Might be a, m- a couple more points in here to make you crazy. Then we're going to tell you about a movie that he's got coming out that you need to see, which is opening up next week or two weeks. Now. Get more from the Andrea K show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K spelled K-A-Y-E. Politics and current events. It's the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. All right. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. This is just so disturbing. What's in this three and a half trillion dollars. I mean, this is just full out on communism. In fact, uh, wrapping up this topic with, with Elhoff here it included is 10. I think they're going to, uh, the civil penalties for, businesses that refuse to be unionized is going to increase by tenfold. So this is just a this is just a full on communist takeover of our country. So what are you going to do about your money? Because you've got to start making some strategic decisions. Elhoff, tell everybody about your movie. Yes, the movie is called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, which is a very serious problem. Everyone is facing that is looking to retire in the next five to ten years. And I'll tell you, the movie premiere is taking place a week from today. Mm -hmm. I'm attending it. It's a red carpet event. And when I come back from that event, I'm going to have trailers for people to be able to look. And I'm also going to be able to have people be able to download it and watch the movie on their own devices or through Blu-ray, whatever it takes for us to get the word out. And the word is this, is that we're in a real economic problem. Yes. Everyone that's in this movie, this is a Hollywood movie, not a documentary. It's got actors in it, and it's got PhDs who are award-winning, Nobel-winning economists that are talking about what you need to do. So it's groundbreaking, and I'm telling you, it's going to be special. And when it comes out, at some point in time, I'm probably going to rent a couple movie houses in order to show it and invite everyone to come out. Sounds good, Elhoff. I can't wait to hear about it and participate in it. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, fun days. See you then.